This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by poppyapparel.com. If you're a woman or if you know a woman that needs some clothing apparel or accessories or whatnot, something nice for you, go to poppyapparel.com. I could help you out by giving you 10% off by using promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D, free shipping worldwide. If you like to listen to terrestrial radio or internet radio, every Sunday I'm on EMZT Radio. They have a podcast block with myself and a slew of other podcasts. I'm usually on between 3.30 and 4. Check me out there. And obviously check me out on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. And I'm also a proud member of the Pod Bros Network. So you could also check me out there at podbros.com. All right. So let's mosey on this uh, summer of uh, so-called comics and stand-up comedians and the summer of comedy on the podcast. Because this week, my guest is a writer, a filmmaker, a director... He has launched Dirty Bubble Media, which produces the podcast Idiots Without Credibility, has two short films currently in post-production, Swipe Right and Boiling Point. He was the president of Royal Studios at the University of Scranton. He writes for the Gotham Sports Network, covering the New York Mets. He is also a stand-up comedian, that's why he's here. He is a millennial from Queens, New York, Brian Lloyd. What's going on, Steve? How are you? I'm doing good. Yourself, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. I uh, I never heard like my list of it, it. It was nice to hear, you know, things that I just try and make people impressed with to get you know read out like a list of credits. That was cool. Well, that's but, what it's, <laughs> that's what it's really all about, right? No, absolutely. I, I've done some cool stuff. It's uh, it's nice to uh, hear it back sometimes. Well. I just, what don't you do? I just literally listed everything you could possibly do in entertain. What, what about acting? Have you done acting too or no? Uh, I've acted for a couple friends. Um, oh, shit. Nothing major, just, you know, helping some people out. But uh, it's it's not, uh, at the moment, it's not really my style. Oh, okay. So you pretty much cover everything in, I guess, so-called show business from top to bottom. You've done it all. Yeah, 
I'm trying to. Now, if, if people would give me some money for it, that'd be even better. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't worry. I hear you. I'm still waiting for this to, to support me full time. And then uh, I could have a nice little one hour job once a week. <laughs> I like to tell people now I'm the most productive, unproductive person I've ever met in my life. I just oh. spend so much time doing uh, everything that doesn't give me money. That's what <laughs> But here's the important thing. Are you having fun? See, that's all that. See, I don't know. But see, I'm kind of different because I had the opportunity to either have fun or build a life quickly at a young age. And I Mm -hmm. chose money over fun at first. And looking back now, maybe I wouldn't have survived. Maybe I would have. Who knows? But I think I would have been better off if I took the fun route first. I'm I'm trying not to uh, not to default back into that. uh, The money thing. I'm, I'm still pretty young i i only just finished up with school so i have some i have a little time here before i have to really get serious about uh about life here and that's only if i really expect to live that long you know so i uh uh, i don't know if i want to live as long as like you know when old people they get to that point of life where they might be smiling or their mouth just might be open i don't (laughs) i don't think that's for me but but we'll need to make some money in between well, the one thing I'm looking forward to once I get old is for my wife to lose her teeth, and then I get a nice teethless blowjob out of it. <laughs> that was, uh, oh, what was that from? That was in a Yes Man with Jim Carrey. That was in so many too, things nowadays. I, I know too much about bad movies, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that you're young, so that means you're a millennial, and everyone knows I sort of tend to rift on millennials because I'm a Gen Xer. I'm, I'm in my late 30s, early 40s, so I'm kind of on the cusp. I could go either way. I could be an old millennial or I could be a young Gen Xer, whichever way you want to go, but I tend towards more of the Gen Xer side, right? So how the fuck are you able to do all these things at your age as a millennial? Because most millennials I know can barely hold one job down. I um. Well, job's a loose term here with me. Well, but, uh, <laughs> I guess hats, I should say. All these hats. How do you wear all these hats at the same time or during or in like a short period nah, of time? I know. I'm, uh, I'm fucking with you a little bit. But uh, you know what? I air, I, I don't I don't really own most of the, the characteristics, I'd say, that people would attribute um, to millennial or people around my age. Right. Um, and I hate to sound like that, but <laughs> like a, there's a good chunk of my material that has to do with, like, I just don't get it. Like I've always, I, I've never, I've never been the most tech savvy person. Like you know, I'm on Twitter, but wow. social media really pisses me off. Yeah, me up too. For the most part, um, and there's just a lot, of, you know, that I don't, I don't really buy into. Like I'm not on Tinder. I don't, don't do any online dating. I'm not doing any of that type of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I just don't really own up as part of the culture that I, I kind of struggle with myself. Oh, okay. Well, but that's a good thing, not a bad thing, because you just listed all the bad traits that millennials own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I, Yeah, believe me, I know, and I'm very happy about it. I'm grateful, really. But uh, <laughs> I it, I can survive my day without without getting a few more likes on Instagram. That's what, my, <laughs> that's what it is. All right. Well, let's go early on to your so-called career or your, you having some fun. What, what got you in the door of entertainment? What was the first thing? Was it writing, filmmaking? Or was it something um, you picked up in school? It, it was comedy mostly. Um, I, I always loved stand up, and I and I love oh, comedy. Okay. And then when I was when I was around sixteen, I went to my first. So I'm I'm from Queens, New York. So I, I actually was working at a golf outing, um, handing out raffle tickets, 
big money thing. So right. some people they they buy tickets just you know to put money back in the pool. They give me a couple tickets. So I dropped some raffles in the silent auction or, or Chinese auction, whatever they are. The one where you drop the raffle tickets in. I, I'm pretty sure it's a Chinese auction. Well, we call uh, it silent because I'm from Toronto, so we call those silent auction. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm dropping the tickets in, and I, I won tickets to. Uh, comedy show okay. on the Upper East Side of Manhattan at Comic Strip Live, which is nice. a place where I perform fairly regularly now. Okay. Um, so I saw you know my first show, and that was when I really noticed the difference between you know, and this was before Netflix. So like, right. oh, Netflix was around, but not what it is now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was be- you know, yeah, that was when I saw the difference between like a Comedy Central hour and you know, a 15 minute set in a club. And I was like, okay, you know, this is, I I think this is something I might be able to do. And then I went away to school. Right. Um, I, uh, I declared pre-med, which was terrible. It was awful. (laughs) And, uh, okay. And, and that summer I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to undo everything I've done so far. I started doing comedy (laughs) that summer. Um, I had my three year comedy anniversary, July 18th. Oh, nice. There you go. So, um, and it was that. And then after I started to really get into comedy, like in my high school, there was, uh, we had an internal TV network. So okay. it was to teach people TV production. Uh, I didn't care about any of the technical side at that time. Right. It was a way for me and a couple of my buddies to, you know, be the fools of, of the school for 10 minutes a day. Uh, so we used yeah. to, you know, it was like school announcements, like this club is meeting then and uh you know we'd mess with it as much as we can we'd do stuff um like there's an episode of louie where uh he's watching the tv he's watching the news and, right. and the newscaster is like oh they're like three people in the bronx died in a fire today in the bronx in a fire they died in the bronx in a fire like it was something like that and we used to do that type of stuff right so, uh so some of the teachers were pretty mad but there were oh. there was one day Toward the end of the year, they had no announcements. Right. Our moderator wasn't in that day, so we're like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to go live. We're gonna, we have like four minutes to write some jokes. Okay. Wrote a couple of jokes. And so it was a Catholic school. The big thing in the news happened to be uh, a story about priests and, and children. Right, of course. So we, we couldn't touch that one. But <laughs> the next big story was Oscar Pistorius was in the news at the time. Oh, uh, all right, it was around that Andy, time. Yeah, the handicapped the uh, runner. Yeah, uh, the guy with the metal legs that killed his wife. Exactly. Um, and then, so we had like two cracking down two minutes, you know. And I found some random story in Oregon where uh, they made it legal. Like someone, I guess, sued somebody that you couldn't flash your headlights at a at a four way stop sign. It, it was a ridiculous wow. story. It doesn't okay. seem real even. So um, the first two jokes that I really consider myself having written and performed for an audience was that day I wrote, uh, um, you know, I, we explained the organ thing. Right. So my buddy who was co-hosting, he said, uh, so keep on flashing organ, but leave the trench coats at home. Oh, oh, I, I still love that joke to this day, and, and uh, the school wasn't happy about it. And then I went next and I said, uh, you know, I explained what happened with the Oscar Pistorius trial, like the recent development. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, there's been inconsistencies recently in the Oscar Pistorius trial. Um, you know, it seems his story doesn't really have any legs to stand on. 
and uh, we got suspended. <laughs> we got suspended, but uh, but yeah, ever since that day, it was it was kind of like, all right, let's. Because oh. we always did it, you know, we wanted to be weekend update, right? But but we were announcing class meetings and detention. <laughs> See, I never really understood that in the states because up here in Canada, the students weren't allowed to touch no mic. No mic at all. It would always be the secretary or the vice principal, principal doing the announcements every single time. That's it. And I don't know how, because we see it up here in the movies, obviously, where kids have the media class and they go and they take over the DJ booth or so-called and they do what you were saying you were doing. But now I know why up here they don't allow it because of people like you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? I'm I'm really, uh, I didn't take advantage of of it enough at that time but once i went went to college it was uh it's ridiculous that they let me just because i signed up i had a two-hour talk show in northeastern Pennsylvania. yeah that's ridiculous that's a crazy amount of time for adults who do this for a living to fill (laughs) i know uh yeah i mean we weren't taking phone calls or anything but uh but that and you know listing off some of the stuff i've done um, without that freedom, I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of what I've done independently so far. Of course, yeah. Um, like you mentioned, a couple of the short films. Uh, I'm once I get off the phone with you, actually, I'll be putting the final touches on my final cut for nice. one that I'm submitting to festivals. Uh, so that's uh, it's it's about uh, uh, I think the logline. Forget exactly what I wrote, but it's a lonely college student who, uh, in his desperate seek for love, gets catfished by a non-speaking teddy bear. So nice. <laughs> he has all these uh, one-sided conversations, but it, it's that kind of freedom that I've been able to have that you know I wouldn't have been able to make stuff like that. That I'm pretty fucking proud of, to be honest. No, that that is awesome. So what's your goal? Like you said, you're shopping it around, and what is it to get to one of these big so like we have the international film festival? So something on those or Cannes or or you just want to go to like these small like Sundance type shit? Uh, I mean, anyone that wants to take it, to be honest. Oh, okay, I mean, perfect. I'll. I'll I'm just trying to boost a resume at this point and uh, see what other people want to give me moving forward. Um, you know, I, I mean, ideally, you know, I, I love stand-up. I'd like to do stand-up forever. Um, but ideally, you know, writing and directing um, w- would be the goal moving forward. Uh, or long-term, rather. Um, yeah. You know, like you mentioned, Dirty Bubble Media. Uh, yeah. We're actually kind of switch format a little bit. We still have the podcast. It's not very regular. I mean, check it out, Idiots Without Credibility available everywhere except spotify but uh <laughs> don't worry that's me too but uh <laughs> but uh yeah they, they made it hard for a little while to get on there yeah but, now uh, they're starting to let it in so i'm assuming any day now i'll be accepted but at first it's been a bitch um but we're gonna move towards uh you know we have a we have a whole library of skits that we've never made so we right. just bought some new equipment uh so we'll be shooting some skits so one thing i'm currently editing is uh making fun of you know those like now this restaurant videos where you you know they go into a restaurant there's nothing really interesting about it and then they just keep showing you the same three clips of footage with highlighted text uh so it's making fun of that type of stuff and and uh we're hoping somebody likes this and and we get some views oh well i hope so too obviously and you also so other than writing comedic you also are into sports obviously because you write for the, yeah. the Gotham Sports Network. How, how's that? 
Oh, Gotham's awesome. Uh, I mean, I cover the Mets, and the Mets are pretty terrible. Hey, <laughs> again, I'm from Toronto, so we, we could exchange b- back and forth, uh, I guess, not pleasantries, but I guess uh, misfortunes of this year. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still not happy with you guys for stealing John Tavares away, but that, that's a whole other topic. Oh, <laughs> okay. See, I'm not a Leafs fan. I'm a Penguins fan. Sorry. I, I oh, tend okay. to gravitate towards winners, and I'm also an Eagles fan because I know you're a Jets fan, so... I, I am a Jet fan. I have a personal grudge against Eagles fans that I know. Oh. I think people from Philly are just not the greatest people on earth. See, but I'm not from Philly. I'm just a fan, so... No, I know, I know, I know. I, uh... No, I'm joking too. <laughs> Obviously, it's all jokes, but still. <laughs> no, Gotham Sports Network is awesome, man. It's, it's um, and this is, I mean, take it for what you will. Obviously, I'm a little biased here, but right. uh, the best you know, fan-driven New York sports site that you could find. Wow. Uh, I mean, especially if you're a Giant fan um, and an Islander fan, they got some really cool stuff. The Rangers guys are awesome, too. They had John Butchacross on their podcast recently. So wow. uh, we're, re- we're really building up something special here. Uh, the Islanders guys were actually who led those billboards. Anyone in the New York area, if you know hockey, there were these billboards outside of the Barclays Center that said Fire Garth Snow. That was oh. crowdfunded by some of the guys for our, our website. Uh, but, yeah, we got some really cool stuff going on. And, you know, any sports fan, or especially if you're a New York sports fan, I'd highly recommend checking this out. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because to me, it's the same thing. Me, it's comedy sports. It goes hand in hand. But I'm more towards now, like, I've stopped with the team sports for a bit. I don't know why. I've just... Like, I st- I'll still follow the Eagles. Like, I saw their playoff run. Like, same thing with the Penguins, and they won back-to-back cups. I'll watch all that shit. But I'm more into the MMA now. Uh, like, there's something about someone being physically solely responsible for themselves winning instead of one bad link in the chain could potentially ruin someone's whole season. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just not on the whole. I'm more of yeah. the ownership thing now. No, absolutely. I, I can get behind that, you know. It's a... Uh... I mean, I, I I support all franchises that have terrible ownership. So it's like, why would I even like? They don't even want the team to do good, and they're making the money off it. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? So going back to the Jets, you think they have a shot? <laughs> I, I yes, absolutely. This year, shut um, up. Are you being I, serious? I need to plug in my phone here real quick. Yeah, but, yeah, no uh, problem. Go for it. Of course, I don't edit anything uh, out, by the way. So just keep on going. <laughs> Now I'm just gonna have to stand awkwardly because my charger doesn't reach to any seat in my house. But uh, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> no, I, I'm big on the Jets this year, man. If Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold looks awesome. Uh, you know, number three pick this uh, in this past draft, and uh, he looks like a real deal. If they let him start week one, I'm I think they can squeeze out eight nine games. Yeah, and that might be just enough to make the playoffs too, right? Oh, absolutely. I think the a- the AFC is really a a shit shoot right now but uh you know it's it's the path and the Steelers and then whoever wants to be good this year so <laughs> you know what that's what it comes down to because like I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day about this like these power rankings every time they come out with these power rankings at the beginning of the season when do you ever see other than the Patriots obviously when do you see the top five ever making it far into the playoffs oh rarely I'd say I mean because everyone always gets high on you know Oh, the Colts going to do it? They have Andrew Luck. And it's like, Andrew Luck hasn't played in two years because they wouldn't build around him and they almost killed him. So, <laughs> Like the same thing even even with the Eagles. Like they're saying they're going to do even better because now Wentz is coming back and it's like, yeah, but what if that was the piece that they needed to get out in order to win the Super Bowl? Now they plug him in and it's totally different. Who fucking knows, right? 
You know what, though? I, and I look at the Jets and, and how the Eagles built that Super Bowl team. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the Jets have $80 million in cap space coming up. And, and I'm looking right at that Eagles blueprint saying, you know what? The next year or two is going to be the, it's the Jets' time, or maybe they're not going to ever win in my lifetime. <laughs> which is what I've, which is what I've assumed, you know. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, well, if you're into sports, are you also transitioning into something else now? Let's get into some fun topics here. Are you into roller coasters from being in the New York area? I actually, um, I, I'm gonna say no, but it's oh. only because I, uh, when I was a kid, I hated them. Really? Okay. Um, and I, and I'm not a big heights person. Um, Makes sense. But now that I'm now that I'm uh, legally an adult, I feel like I could probably enjoy roller coasters a little more. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, not to this point. I'd have to go back to an amusement park for the first time ever. Oh wow! Okay. Well, I just figured because you know you guys do have Coney Island, and I'm sure you have some Six Flags around the area too that you could visit, right? Yeah, we have a Six Flags, and I've been to Coney Island. I haven't ridden the Cyclone. Um, because if you, one, Coney Island is just like, depending on your background, Coney Island can just be scary anyway. Right. But uh, if, if you stand next to the cyclone right. and just look at it, you right. shouldn't want to get on it. That's, oh, it's one of those. it does okay. not look safe. It looks like they built it from like a boardwalk that got washed out. It oh, doesn't shit. look, it, I mean, I don't know, it, it you could, it's fine, but um, that's just me. I'm like, that doesn't look safe. But uh, I also don't think most roller coasters look, look that uh, appetizing. Well, that's true. Like, when I was younger, I used to love roller coasters. You couldn't get me not to go on one. Now, as I'm older, I pick and choose. Like, anything, put it this way, anything that was available up to the point where I stopped going, is I'll still go on. But all these crazy okay. new ones with the extra speed and the extra height and everything. Like, for example, we have a theme park here close to Toronto called Canada's Wonderland. And it has, like, all the... Like, at one point, they were actually owned by Paramount. So each ride was based on a movie theme. Like, we had a Top Gun ride. We had, uh, I don't know, Italian Job. Like, named after movies, right? But now... I mean, I'll tell you right now, I would have went on that Top Gun ride. I, I love Top Gun, but keep going. <laughs> well, okay. I'll explain you Top Gun after. R- remind me, because... It, it, it all depends. But anyways, so every year a new they try and drop a, a, a new themed roller coaster or a, amusement park ride. You know what I mean? One of like those cyclone thingies or something that is extra height. So their newest creation for 2019 is a roller coaster that's record setting that dives underwater, has a 90 degree drop. Is 3,620 feet long, and the height that you drop from at the most peak is 223 feet. My hands now, are sweating just saying all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we already heard how I view, you know, average roller coasters. That, none of that seems safe to me. <laughs> that seems, I wouldn't even build that in Roller Coaster Tycoon. Thank you! <laughs> That's the one that you try and build, and then you see the roller coaster come flying off the tracks. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that had 100 nausea and zero thrill. It's not... <laughs> people don't like it. I, I don't understand how it can go underwater and still function. 
I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. I'm assuming it's probably like a catch twenty. I I would assume maybe it's something where they go underwater, but it's like a tunnel. So you're like you go through, you're dry, but you still see the water around you. I would assume because yeah, that doesn't make sense. And how's the person going to hold their breath? What if people start drowning on them? Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, and ninety degrees. That's oh my god. That's a straight drop. That's a straight line down. That's. Yeah, no, that's not that's not for me. That's how do you even get at ninety? How do you turn at ninety degrees in a roller coaster? You can't. Like I, <laughs> I don't. I guess you just go and then I don't know, man. Un- unless it's it's not a full ninety degree, it goes in increments and then turns ninety degree. Maybe I mean it if you remember anything from math from the age of like sixteen up. It's that, like, right triangles. That's it. They are sharp. I don't know how that would work, but I, I'm not an engineer, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe, neither maybe am I. But I uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem safe. But anyways, okay, going back to Top Gun, to describe it. So it's one of these roller coasters. It, the wheels aren't on the bottom. They're on the top. So your feet are dangling off the seat. Uh-huh. So the track is on top. So you go... It, uh, at its time, it was the fastest roller coaster, but now, obviously, everything eclipses. It's probably one of the slowest ones, to tell you the truth. But you literally go up, and it's a bunch of turns, and it literally, you do twists. It's like a, uh, being in an F, F1, I guess. But if you're tall like I am, because I'm almost 6'2", that first pull, if you don't tuck in your feet, you, you're going to be gone from the knees down. No way. Well, because of your feet hanging, right? Yeah, oh my god. And it always comes so close, but I've never gotten clipped, so I assume I'm good to pass. But if someone's really tall, like say you're 6'6 or 6'7, I would advise not to go on that ride. (laughs) Oof, that that is... (laughs) Uh, Do you have to wear a shirt on the ride? I'd hope not. (laughs) Oh, I think on all the rides you have to wear clothes now. I think it's mandatory. There's no skin. Uh, If it's a Top Gun ride, you should have to not wear a shirt. That should be the rules. <laughs> that's true you know what well w- speaking of since you're in the industry what do you think of uh i guess the sequel right because it's not a full-out remake the sequel of top gun that's about oh, to come i'm out. excited um but that's just because i kind of irrationally love the movie top gun oh <laughs> okay i think gotcha. uh i mean it started out ironic and then it kind of developed into a into a true love <laughs> um <laughs> wow uh, when, when I was at school, we used to have um, we had a roof that we could access outside of our living room window. Right. Uh, and we would just go out there with a speaker and blast playing with the boys uh, and Danger Zone, all the Kenny Loggins <laughs> classics from Top Gun. Um, no, I'm I'm pretty excited. I mean, they cast Miles Teller as uh, Goose's kid, and, and that's not uh, they look like which is kind of cool i mean okay. Miles Teller's like a pretty pretty good actor but uh oh well we'll see how it goes i mean he's coming off mission impossible so um that just you know destroyed the box office so we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah you know what i think when they do the first come sort of i'm doing parentheses like i usually do the first comeback movie of a sequel or a prequel or of a remake it always does well it's the ones after that because as you can see with jurassic park the first one with with uh pratt in it killed now this last one didn't do all so well right Oh my god, I saw the new one, and, I mean, spoiler for anyone that saw it, it's dog shit. <laughs> dog shit, it is, oh my god. I See? mean, I, I'm not, like, that big into blockbuster movies, but I can, like, understand where they're coming from. Uh, there's, like, this dinosaur, and it, like, walks 
walking on a house. It's, uh, it, it's you just have to see it because it's just I can't describe how ridiculous it is. Do you think a movie with dinosaurs <laughs> would be, be cool. like so ridiculous already? Right. And I just I, I don't know. But the, the one thing I do like about the journey that that franchise has gone on right. is this can play out 100% the same way in real life. And I think it will. <laughs> like, they're going to figure out how to make dinosaurs. I wouldn't doubt And that. they're going to make an amusement park. And then they're even going to get the money to be like, oh, remember the movie? <laughs> Come to the park. And people are going to go. And it's like, remember the movie? <laughs> like, the, it doesn't end well. So it's true. It's I, I could see it playing out. I like one hundred percent the same way in real life. Yeah, no kidding. Well, how about this? Speaking of real life imitating movies, have you ever watched the clap? Well, I think people say it's a cult classic. I think it's just an overall classic. The movie Face Off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. So uh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that movie. <laughs> okay, well now. Well, everyone knows the basis of the movie. If you don't, too bad. It's old, go watch it. So it's not really a spoiler alert. In, in essence, bad guy dies, good guy takes his face, well, supposedly dies, takes his face, goes to jail, try to breaks up his, his, I guess, fucking inner circle and whatever. But then the bad guy wakes up and takes the good guy's face, so it's a face swap, right? Now, and everyone's thinking, oh, that's fucking impossible. Yeah, it's a movie. Suspend disbelief, come on. But anyways, now, in the world, there was the very first... Face transplant that succeeded. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, I haven't read. I don't want to be a jackass, so I premise this with if it's something that happened horribly wrong to this person, okay. But if it's just some person being stupid, then no. So let's see here. So apparently, she's 21 years old. That's it. So something must have gone wrong with her. And it was in the US. So it's not like it's some quack. I'm sorry to say somewhere in Asia, but okay, here we go. When she was 18, oh, see, it's a bad story. When she was 18, she tried to kill herself. I guess she scarred up her face and now so many years later, she got the funding and is able to face swap her face. Weird. Well, that's like a, that's like a downbeat. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean that, I guess I can, I, I guess I can understand that, um, what I will never understand is you have people like that guy who spends like millions of dollars on himself to look like a real Ken doll. That I'll That's never freaky. understand. Um, or you have a lot of people now that, that spend money to try and look like the Kardashians and the Jenners. And That's just pathetic. That I don't know. I, I'll never understand that. Yeah. Reality TV as a whole is a hard thing for me to understand. <laughs> Because there's no such thing as reality uh, I TV. I can't even try and think about trying to look like them. Well, the thing is, too, if people are sitting there and be like, oh, yeah, it's non-scripted. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't think they have a basis or a premise? Yeah, it might not be word for word, but they have something they want to get across and they do it throughout the episode. And that's scripted, I'm sorry to say. Like real non-scripted oh, is, is when you show up to a wedding and people are getting married and you film it. That's That's reality TV. You know what bothers me is... People will watch those shows like all day. They'll they'll right. watch E and then they'll flip over to USA and they'll watch, you know, like Chrisley knows best. But I watch I watch wrestling and people are like, What are you what are you watching wrestling for? Are Me you too. Like a child? It's like, no, it's 
It's the same thing, you dick. Thank you. Tell him. Because that's what I say, too. Uh, that's the exact same thing I say. Do you like James Bond? Do you like to go to the movies? How could you not like wrestling? It's real-life movie in theater form. What the fuck's wrong with you? And you're athletic. What don't you like about that? Yeah, it's... I mean, yeah, it's... And the story... I mean, the stories lately have been pretty garbage, but... Um, it beats the hell out of watching just, you know, a bunch of women from New Jersey talk about God knows what. I know. How is that entertaining over wrestling? Come on, people. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Well, <laughs> let's continue down this so-called age of anything could happen. Um, you know, the, every everybody wants to know where they're from, what their heritage is, what their roots are, because you could be something that you never know you were. Like the whole ancestry thing is a whole huge thing nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember the first time we heard about it, I actually went online to see how much it cost, and up here in Canada, it was close to, like, two, $300. And I think the last time I checked, it's now just under $100 to do it. So, because there wasn't too many people doing it. But now, everyone's doing it, so it's cheaper. Are you one of those people who have tried to ch- check your ancest- ancestry, or do you believe your family? <laughs> I I believe my family to a point. I don't have a... I, I don't have a... Like, it, it's not... It's not bearing down over me, uh, you know, but, but both sides of my family come from Ireland. So it, it's just a matter of what invading, what invading people did like, you know, start my family hundreds of years ago. Was it like the Spanish? Was it the Vikings? <laughs> That's Was it true. the British? I don't know. That's true because, yeah, I never thought of that because you guys are literally in a place where anyone could have came from any place. It didn't really matter. <laughs> But anyways, I've I've never done it. I just want to do it just to know what exactly where my family came from because I'm from Portuguese descent. But everyone knows that Portugal isn't one of the like starting, I guess, countries in the world. They were invaded and whatever. Like, I don't want to get into the history. But I want to know if I'm like Asian, African or British or like, you know what I mean? Because there has to be something else. Yeah. But anyways, it's a good thing I haven't done it because apparently, did you know this? That ancestry and other type of DNA Companies like Ancestry are keeping a database on everyone's DNA who has submitted their either their blood or their spit or hair or whatever. Whatever sample they submit and it's on file. Um, oh, so they could frame anyone for murder. That's what they can do with that. And you know what? <laughs> You're thinking even more fucked up than I am. I'm thinking like in the future we're going to be fucking cloning these people and then they're going to come back to life and still keep collecting fucking checks and whatnot. And you're just thinking all out fucking murder <laughs> you there yeah we're good <laughs> Whew, you scared me <laughs> sorry about that I, I mean it's not i didn't do anything but <laughs> again you see it's because they're listening to us we're talking shit about them they're trying to cut us off <laughs> no absolutely uh no they're totally gonna clone people i uh <laughs> i mean they they have our spit from ancestry.com they have our fingerprints from our iPhones. That's true. I didn't even think of that too, right? They have uh, they have everything. I I remember I uh, I, uh, I I submitted a packet to write for um, the Onion or Clickhole or, or one of those things about right. a year ago, and uh, their like fake article that you had to write uh, the fake headline that you had to write the article about had to do with Facebook storing. You know, uh, storing our information. Right. So my angle was that you know Mark Zuckerberg just wants friends so badly he's oh just God. recreating everyone and keeping them in like a basement somewhere. 
That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's to the point where like you couldn't like you know I I think that science and technology is so much further ahead that people even realize. Yep. And they're storing all of our information and and everything and it, you couldn't you can tell me basically anything. And I'll believe it's probably true now. I know. And that's not me being gullible. It's just me being like, yeah, I could see that. No, it's true. I mean, our, our, our president wants to make a space army. I don't know why. I, <laughs> my, my man went out here and he saw, he oh. saw Infinity War. You know what? That's what it was. Like, that was coming. Hey, you never know. Like, I know eventually but I'm, when i mean eventually i mean thousands of years obviously i would assume there would be first contact by then but what the fuck are you gonna do with all this money i think it's just another division to siphon money through <laughs> no absolutely and and like that's the that's the thing here oh, i was trying to find a new outlet in my house i but that that's the <laughs> i uh i just moved in here like uh, a couple months ago so i'm still trying to figure out the lay of the land there but um yeah, it's like, and I, I actually, I read something a while back uh, that said it's a weird time to live because we're too young to explore the Earth and we're too old to explore uh, space. Right. Like, like av- average people aren't aren't getting out there, and like that bummed me out for a little bit. And I was like, huh, like that's a weird time to live. But then I was like, at the same time, like you can drop me in another time period; it's not going to change. No. Like, you could drop me in, like, 1400s Europe, and I'd be like, fuck, they found America? There's nothing else to find. It's not... <laughs> it's not always... See, and that's the same thing with technology. Like, every time you get the latest phone, you're like, oh, this is the phone I'm going to stay with with the rest of my life. What else can they put on this thing? And it's like, whoop, here, here's something else you never thought of. Yeah, it's, it's like... It, it, people like Elon Musk, the guy that's making, you know, rocket flamethrowers and... Yep. and underground trains like you know you drop him in like you know 14 1400s europe right he'll get out on a boat with magellan and go around the world me i'm just gonna be in whatever kind of bar they have for the time you know swiping through whatever whatever twitter is at the time <laughs> i hear just you writing jokes and writing jokes and tying them to pigeons and seeing where they land see but I, I was having this discussion too the other day with someone else as well about that, okay, we all think that we're all so high and mighty and we're so smart because technology is going at such a fast pace. But think about it. The fucking, wh- who was it? Fucking, was it, was it, am I being ignorant here? But was it Franklin that uh, invented electricity? Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, yes. Was yes. it? Okay. Whew. But anyway, okay. Yeah. Imagine that fucker who invented electricity. That's a fucking smartass. Like, with no other instruments other than a kite and a fucking key, he invents yeah. electricity. Like, that's someone who's smart. You put him in today's day, oh my God, we'd already be on Mars, I think. I, uh, it, you know what? I think about this too, and I think even more recently. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I think of it in a, in a weird context, but like, if I was, if I was like, you know, my age or a little bit older and like, I don't know, before. 40s or 50s or the 30s right like i could have invented the oreo like that's not like that (laughs) difficult like i think like there's no snack food that you can invent anymore like i think the the 1900s the 20th century uh, the the boom of snacks 
<laughs> you know what? That you know, is true. There's no, you can't come out with a new cookie. You, it's it's impossible to have an original thought now. You know what? It's true. You have to take the basis and just keep adding on to it. Because here now, speaking of summer and coming to an end, we have something called the Canadian National Exhibition. We call it the CNE. It's a two-week fair where we have rides and there's uh, exhibits and stuff and the most popular thing in the most recent years, like from five to ten years ago now, is all the different types of like fatty foods that you could get there. So one year was the deep fried cronut, which is a hamburger with, instead of bread, they use donut. Like they cut a donut in half and use that as the bun and then deep fried on top of it yet again. So everything is always like deep fried and we have like deep fried ice cream, obviously deep fried Mars bars, deep fried, whatever you could think of, we could deep fry it. And I think that's the only way of moving forward. But at the same time, at what fucking risk? <laughs> High blood pressure and heart disease. That's, <laughs> uh, I went to the doctor yesterday and I have high blood pressure. And oh no, it's, you got to take it easy. <laughs> uh, it's not that high, but uh, I, I woke up and I had oatmeal for breakfast and it sucked. It, <laughs> oh, okay, it here you go. Perfect. You read my mind. I was going to bring this up later, but you're already touching on it, so let's delve right into it. Did you hear the study that you just found out about cereal and oatmeal? This is another uh, eye uh, opener. No, but I feel like I should. Well, the World Health Organization has found out that there is a chemical in like Cheerios, Lucky Charms, Quick Oats, so all your regular morning food snacks, I guess you could call it, that has a weed-killing agent that could also be found in Roundup, which kills weeds in, in your lawn, which is a cause of cancer. So eating Cheerios actually gives you cancer instead of preventing it. <laughs> Yet another thing to add to cancer. <laughs> which you shouldn't be laughing about, but still. <laughs> uh... Oh. You know what? I'm I'm just so past any of this stuff phasing me. I, know, I read right? a, I read something like a couple years back that said sitting causes cancer, <laughs> and it's like I can't I can't win. How how can you win when doing nothing causes cancer? It's impossible. <laughs> it's so true. Like even with coffee, for example, because I'm a big coffee drinker, and at one point coffee was a cause of cancer, but then now most recently. Supposedly, if you drink a lot of coffee, it cures cancer or prevents it. So it's like, what the fuck? What has happened to the bean in the last two or three years from it being so deadly to curing you now? What the fuck? Well, I mean, the thing, too, like, you talk about, like, oat-based cereal. Right. Like, what are they spraying on it to keep the bugs out? Like, that's my first thought. Like, you're giving us Roundup (laughs) because you, like, don't want bugs eating them? Like chill like just the food industry needs to chill like <laughs> yeah but it's this go have you seen uh the doc on netflix called the bleeding edge just recently no, dropped. oh okay well it's about like the tech speak because we're talking about tech shit speaking of technical shit too it's about how now the the medicine is moving from pharmaceutical to technical so the pharmacies aren't getting as much but the technical is so they're pushing like fake hip replacements pacemakers whatever instead of pushing pills because they see that eventually pills is going to get phased out right so it's all about that and misdiagnosing and all these things that cause cancer and it just seems like they not to say they do it on purpose but they know it's there but they bat an eye because they know in the later run they're going to get business and at the same time they're using a cheap agent that causes cancer so they're making money there too. So it's like they're making twice the money. And that's why they keep doing it. And you should see, like, how, like there was one point of the clips, 
spoiler, but it's not a spoiler if it's a doc because it's already happened. But anyways, there's a clip where I think it was at Johnson & Johnson. That's one of the major uh, re- research facilities now for advanced medicine and technical research, whatever they called it. And they were yeah, having they own the New York Jets. Oh, there you go. You see? That's true. Yeah, you're right. So they were having one of their conferences and the, and the guy literally stood up with like no blink of an eye. He goes, you know that all these people here sitting in this world have more power. I mean, sitting in this room have more power than everyone else in the world. And there was like maybe 80, 90 people in that room. I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. No wonder no one's getting healthy. Only the rich are. That's why it really bothers me. And this goes back to like I was saying earlier how like social media really pisses me off. And, you know, people have all these strong opinions about, especially now with Trump in office, you know, people have all these opinions right. about everything all the time. And they're always at the extreme, right? Because it's either like full-fledged support of him or full-fledged hating him. Yep. And, you know, when healthcare gets brought up, like people get caught up in like the politics of it. And it's like you're not even brushing the issue, which is these people have so much money and so much everything invested that, you know, whatever you want to happen, it's never going to happen. I know, right? You know, one way or the other. I mean, and it's sad to, like, think about, I guess, you know, depending on where you stand on whatever. I mean, I I saw a TED Talk, uh, I forget his name, but he used to work for Amazon or he had money in Amazon or something like that. Right. And uh, he's like, yeah, this is, you want to know what the biggest problem is in this country or, like, in the world, really? Um, there's, like... I think it's like 0.5% or like 1% of America mm-hmm. owns all of the wealth yes. in the country. So yeah. Like not like money. It's not like they have the most money. Like they control the most assets. Exactly. Like that's that's the biggest problem because yeah. like people get caught up about like politicians being, you know, oh, they're in this guy's pocket. Like there's like three total people that can be paying politicians. Like that's, that's the issue. Um, so true. And it's like depressing and then whatever, but. Uh, I think it's more depressing when people don't want to look at like the actual facts that are out there to find. Um, that, that's what makes. I mean, that's what makes it fun to be a, a comedian as well in this time. Well, of course, it's great it's fodder, very... and it's yeah, it's good for you for your guys' performance. But again, like that's the problem with this shit with greed and with government and with corporations. This is always going to happen. But you take those away, what do you have? You have chaos. So it's it's like the internet. With the good comes the bad. But at the same time, we shouldn't just bat an eye and let everyone fucking stomp all over us. Like, you know what I mean? I think the the greatest thing all these, like, the one percenters have done was create such a big thing. Like, for example, going back to movies again, um, what's my favorite movie? With fucking, oh, my God, it was just on the tip of my tongue now. I usually forget a lot of shit. I forgot to mention that. I get hit in the head a lot. So <laughs> shit tends to drop mid-sentence. I'm luckily, uh, we've gone almost 40 minutes without anything happening, but... I, I digress. Um, Usual Suspects. That's it. Oh, with, great movie. With Kevin Spacey. My favorite line. The devil is so smart that he convinced the people that he, he doesn't even exist when he does. That's the same thing with the rich people, I think. Like, they have this society where it's so out there that they don't even bother lying anymore about it. Yeah, yeah, it exists. But then other people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's just whatever. And it's like, that's the greatest trick that they're playing on everyone, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a weird... It's definitely a weird, uh, a, a weird time. It's like we're we're caught, we're caught in between like knowing just a little bit too much, but also not knowing anything at all. It's, <laughs> it's you know what? It's so true because we like 
think about how much we know now compared to what, like, in my case, because my parents grew up in the 50s, what they went through as kids and teenagers, where they were literally in the dark. Whatever town they were in, that was their world. Now we have access to anywhere, anytime, any place in the world, and we see what's going on. And it's like, and we still think it's not enough, and we still think they're hiding stuff, and it's whatever, I don't know. I guess it's just being human, the curiosity, right? Yeah, it's... uh. I just want to know who's listening into this conversation while we're having it right now. That, that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, you see, and I know Apple does this too because obviously you have the fingerprint and everything, but I know th- they don't know where I am right now because if you have a Google phone, <laughs> even if you take off your tracking, they are still tracking you and know exactly where you are at all times. Oh, yeah. Big data is, uh, that's again, it's one of those things I just know too much about, but big data is, like, the scariest thing in the world. Right. It's, like, like big data is that thing where, like, if you're walking down the block and you pass a Starbucks and then, like, you get five more feet and you get an, you, you get an email for a Starbucks coupon. I know, uh, right? <laughs> you know you know it's that shit, too, eh? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's it's whatever. I, I, think it's, I think it's fun to, like, the idea... I, I mean, it's scary, but it's also kind of fun, the idea that, like, you're just chilling on your laptop and someone has to watch you. Right. Like, the government is paying somebody <laughs> to watch you. What kind like, of job is so, that? That could either be, I, I don't, <laughs> that could either be the, the greatest thing or the worst thing in the world, if you think about it. Because if it's someone entertaining, like, for example, if you happen to stumble upon a porn star's feed, then you're having the time of your life. But if you stumbled upon like a fucking 80 or 90 year olds that literally just do the same thing every day, then you got a fucking boring ass job. Like, and this is just like my irrational cartoon view of of things like this. But like, you go to like FBI school, which I know is not a real school, but like, (laughs) it it just, it makes it funnier. If you go to like FBI school, like, and or like CIA school. Yeah. And then you, you get out and it's like, all right, I'm going to go be like Jason Bourne. And they're like, okay, here, watch this 75-year-old man until he dies. Watch <laughs> Wow. Speaking of growing roots, I think that would be the first person to evolve and grow some roots. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want that job. And that's the same thing because my wife, she recently just got a, an upgrade to her iPhone and she got the newest version. So... She was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to turn this off so th- they don't hear what I'm saying. I'm like, if they want to listen, your phone is on. They're going to fucking listen regardless. And I'm sorry. And I even told her, I'm like, you're not the queen of England. Why the fuck do they care what you're doing? We're not doing anything wrong. If they want to have some fun and listen and watch us, hey, I'll put on a show for them. I have no problem. But again, I understand the, the Privacy Act part of it, right? Yeah, it, it, it's weird. I mean, like my dad has an Alexa that he won at like a raffle. Okay, yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't turned it on because he's like, it's constantly listening. That's so weird. <laughs> but it's true, right? Yeah, it, it's really it's really bizarre. And, like, I've, I've tested it out. I've been in other people's apartments that okay. have, like, Alexas. And it's like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll whisper, like, Alexa. And it, like, knows. It's, really? it's so Yeah, it's really bizarre. Oh, like, Alexa, man. play the Monster Mash. And, like, she does from, like, three rooms away. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's scary shit. Like, I don't even have a smart TV, put it that way. That's how paranoid I am sometimes. <laughs> oh, no, I do. It, it's just too convenient. It's- <laughs> no, I know. But I have all the... See, but that's the thing. When Before the smart TVs, I got all the extra USB attachments. So now it seems like a waste mm-hmm. until the actual TV oh, yeah. goes down. So I'm not just... Like I said you before... You were ahead of the game, yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm not one of those people to buy something because it's new. I buy something because the old one broke. 
that's that's always been my my philosophy in life pretty much unless it's video game consoles then that's a different story <laughs> but okay technology let's go on a nice route here uh i'm a huge pizza fan you being from new york i would assume oh I, I, absolutely okay well, okay how that's about why this? my blood pressure is too high See, I eat a lot of pizza and I have low blood pressure. So I don't know. Maybe it's something in the dough from the Canadian dough to the American dough. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> well, you know, we have better water. So that's, that's, we have high blood pressure in the water, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, that could be true too. But w- what are you? Thin crust, regular crust? What's your favorite pizza if you were gun to your head and last one to eat ever? Uh, John's on Bleecker Street. That's very specific. Wow. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's great brick oven pizza, like right. real thin. Okay. Uh, you have to buy a pie when you go in. Like you can't, uh, there's no slices. Oh, it's one of those. Now um, tell me this, because the last time I was in New York, I went to a, I don't remember what the pizza place is and I don't want to say it because I'm going to talk shit about it. So just in case, but I went to a pizza place, I think lower Manhattan somewhere. And we went in and I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to have finally some New York pizza. This is what everyone's talking about. I ordered, I think, just a regular margarita pizza because I wanted to see how just the base is by itself. Comes, I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This looks like a fucking McCain frozen pizza. It was literally, like, and I'm a thin crust guy, but it was literally as thin as fucking paper. It had barely any sauce on it and like two, like, you could literally tell someone just picked up a little thing of cheese and just right in the middle and that's it. I was like, what the fuck? This looks like a crepe. It doesn't look like a fucking pizza. I was so disappointed, but then, and then I hooked up with my buddy after he took me to Bronx and some mom and pops. And then I had like the best calzone, the best fucking slice of pizza after. So it all redeemed itself. But that place, I don't know what the fuck that was, man. I I went to a place and, uh, it was, it was late at night after I, I did a show. I had some friends come to the show. Right. Uh, you know, so we hung out a little after went back to one of their places and across the street was like the only place open in like a few blocks so we're like i will go there i i wouldn't eat it i went in (laughs) it was so ridiculous they put it on like a conveyor belt oh shit like a conveyor belt heater right and i looked at it and i was like like what why like i just none of it made sense uh and you can get like all this weird like vegan stuff on it i guess it was like a niche place but yeah i was like i'd rather walk three blocks and get a dollar slice from anywhere else than uh, eat a conveyor belt pizza. You know what it was? I think we got suckered in, but uh, but my wife does her due diligence and always checks online whenever we hit up a new place in reviews, and the reviews were raving. I guess maybe just that one day we got fucked over. But I could understand those places that are like the best coffee in the world and the best this and as soon as they say it's the best something in the world, it's not the best because you're no, trying to no, promote no, no, something no. that it's not. You know what I mean? So it's not like it looked like that. And there was lineups, like they had pictures of celebrities. I don't know, maybe I'm just picky, but that really threw me off. But then, like I said, it redeemed himself. But anyways, the reason why I bring up pizzas, technology has made it over to the pizza world. Speaking of not being able to change anything, like a pizza's a pizza, how can you change it? Like people say, oh, we add, um, please, tell me you don't like Hawaiian on a pizza. Like, not a fan. like not pineapple, a fan. the Hawaiian slice. No, thank you. No. Ne- neither am I. Good. It's blasphemy. Blasphemy, I say. But... Uh, supposedly there's this technological firm that's gonna that's been invested by it again no names i don't know why i should know there is names okay softbank is in talks to invest 500 million to 750 million in zoom which is a startup company that makes and delivers 
fresh pizzas with the help of a robot. How do you feel about that now? Robots making food for you. I mean, I guess if the ingredients is good, it could be good. I, I, <laughs> um, robots, I, 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 I'm going to say I don't like it. Okay. Robots are just so weird. I, I think, like, food is so... I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I, I live in New York, and and you live in uh, Toronto, so yeah. that's uh, you know a major city. But like outside of like major cities now, food is so automated anyway. Like you go to Olive Garden, that's and, like, true. That was made. Who who knows where that was made anyway? Right. It's so it, it's. I'm against the robots. I'll just a blanket statement: no robots for me, except. Uh, I mean, I guess there could be a few exceptions. See, for me, it, I need so I need that old-fashioned Italian man behind the counter with his hairy knuckles putting it in the dough. Like that, if you don't pull out a little strand of knuckle hair in a pizza slice, <laughs> it's not a good pizza slice. Come on, man. <laughs> no, absolutely. You need to go in and the guy has to be like nice, but also you can tell he's like irrationally mad under the surface. Oh, always. There's this place where I go in downtown Toronto because here in Toronto, we, we have a difference between calzones and something we call a panzerati. And mm-hmm. we, when me and my wife ordered a calzone in the States, we called it a panzerati. And we didn't know. You guys don't know what that is. So let me explain. A calzone is more of oven baked and it comes out with the shell nice and hard. You know what I mean? Whereas a panzerati here is deep fried with the dough. So it comes out nice and soft. That's how we distinguish the two. So when I go to this place, everyone knows it's... Everyone knows this in Toronto. It's called Batandos. They have the best fucking Panzerati's in the world. I don't care. I'll put it up against anyone's. So when you go in there, there's always the same old Italian man in the front making his pizza. When everybody walks in, the politest guy on earth, but as soon as he turns his head and he puts his fist in those pizza, you don't want to fucking talk to the guy. It's like someone killed him. It's like, what the fuck? How do you just switch? Like, And everyone's so scared to talk to him. But as soon as you go, excuse me, and he's like, oh, yes, how can I help? And he's like, all polite. And it's like... Like, I don't, like, how do you hate, like, I don't know. But anyways, it's just weird how they could switch it. Generations of plight just being pounded into that dough. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Now, as, uh... You know what my family went through so I can get this fucking pizza shop? (laughs) 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 Now, as a funny man and a practical joker, I guess... I'm sure as a kid, you've played the game, who could hold their breath the longest, who could stay underwater the longest, and see who could win. Of course. Yeah, we all done it, okay? Now, everyone always has, again, being yourself in comedy and everything, everyone always asks the question, the long old question, how long is it long enough before you make of a situation when it involves death? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in this situation, I don't give a fuck because this guy's a complete idiot, and if this didn't wasn't to kill him, something else would have anyways. So a bunch of guys on vacation decided to play the game. Let's hold our breaths underwater. Well, one guy really wanted to win to the point where he never came back up and he won, but he died at the same time. Oh, I mean, uh, right off the bat, congrats on the game. Like, that's what comes first. He's a fucking gangster, uh, man. Fuck. That's dedication. Because- I mean, before he died, he won the game. Like, that's... (laughs) He knew... And on top of that, they do say that drowning is supposed to be, like, one of the more euphoric deaths. So he goes... That's a twofer. That is a twofer. (laughs) Usually, you have to pay extra for that. And, you know, he goes out a champion. Not many people go out a champion. 
<laughs> like, well, again, being morbid, what's your way that you would prefer? If you had a choice, if if you're Catholic, I mean, if you're Catholic, well, I'm assuming you're Catholic because you're Irish, but if you're religious or not, whoever the higher being is comes to you before you die and says, okay, in the next few days you're going to die, you have the choice. How would you want to die? Oh, that's a good question, man. I mean, is it? I think it's a crazy. No, it's. Uh, no, that's an awesome question. I I don't know. I mean, maybe just like in my sleep or something. I guess. Oh, that's a cop out. That's what everybody wants, man. It's not. You know what? I like skydiving. Like, do okay. How about this? What event would you want to be doing? Like skydiving and like say you were going three hundred km or miles an hour in a in a sports car. Like, what's your rush? Like, maybe that way, or would you just pop a ton of drugs and be so fucking high and you just that's it um you know i don't so there's a few i don't want to say i don't want to say jumping off a building i don't like heights and okay. i just feel like that'd make a mess <laughs> i don't <laughs> like people gotta get to work you well know? and there won't be an open casket that's for sure <laughs> and uh <laughs> absolutely and uh, i'd hope not and uh That'd be weird. They have a bunch of little caskets with the pieces oh my all over God. scattered across the place. Um, That's a good one. I don't want to say, like, because a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of people around my age is like, oh, like, I'm just going to do, like, heroin, like, one time, and then I'm going to do it so much it kills me. It's like, I'm not, that's just fucking stupid. Like, I could get behind the idea of that, right. but, like, it's too cliche for me to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe if I'm just, like, on stage and someone shoots me, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, 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 I'm just killing, I'm killing, I'm killing. I go out with the best set of my life. Someone stands on stage, like, sips and pretenders, whatever, shoots me in the head. I, I could get behind that. Oh, that's the definition of killing, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, me would be just, I guess, even though it sucks for the per well, not the person, it would suck for my wife, because it wouldn't be anyone else, but having sex. As soon as I had that last nut, that that two or three seconds where your mind is empty and you think of nothing but coming, right after that, kill me. I'm good. I just hope you're not on top when that happens. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, see, and well, it usually happens when the girl's on top. You ever notice that in like these movies or books? It's always when the woman is riding the guy. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you would think it would be when the guy is thrusting because now his heart's going right. Right. See these minor details. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, uh, <laughs> Hollywood's been lying to us all this time about how guys die in the side. That's, <laughs> well, if, if it wasn't that, it would have to be a, yeah, I'd be one of those people because I've never done any hard drug in my life. I don't know why I'm knocking on wood as if someone's going to come and force me to do drugs. But anyways, <laughs> by chance, you're going to walk down the street and there's just like a needle fly out and it's like, oh, damn it, heroin. So I'd all be right. like, you know what? Line it all up. Line up some meth, some crack, some coke, some fucking heroin. I'll do one right after another and just sip on into the fucking universe that way and then I'm good to go. Maybe that's what I would do too. I don't know. But anyways, the reason I bring all this uh, morbid shit up too again, you guys have the, you guys have still capital punishment in a few states down there, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, yes. Is New York one of them? Because I didn't do my research. Do you know? I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. Well, apparently Nebraska has become, first they were, then they weren't, and now they are again. Don't ask me what happened there. I, that's a different story for a different day, I guess. But do you know what they're using now? Speaking of drugs, do you know what they're using now as their lethal injection? Which is so fucked up to think that th this would pass through everyone's fingers. 
no, I have no idea. The ever-popular street drug nowadays that's in every single drug, even in weed, too, fentanyl. Huh. Does that make so sense? Like what, what's the effect? Like, how does it kill them? They just, they just OD on it? Yeah, the OD, where, like how it does not on the street drug shit. It makes your heart stop, and I'm assuming they get some euphoric feeling because it is a drug of some sort. But apparently, it went terribly wrong on this inmate who was just executed after being on death row for almost 40 years, which is another story that's fucked up too. But he committed a murder in 79, and he's been on death row ever since, and he finally got to execution. But it was only supposed to be like in 30, 40 seconds. Apparently... It got prolonged, and he was doing, I guess, what you see in movies sometimes, like the funky chicken and foaming and everything, to the point where it looked like he was suffering a whole lot. And I think it ended up taking him two minutes to finally get his heart attack and pass away. So the government now is using fucking fentanyl, which is what's in the street. Is like I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. Now, is the government the one pushing all these opioids and the fentanyl onto the streets to have these crises in order to, again, the pharmaceuticals make more money? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Without a fucking second of thinking, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know what? It, it's it's like I was saying before. You can tell me anything, and I'm like, I, just, <laughs> I, I could. There's, um, like, it's to the point. I mean, there have been some shows about it now, like Snowfall is one of them. I watched a couple episodes that okay. have like gone into like. I don't know how like accurate it is according to like documents or like actual like knowledge, but. There's a lot out there that just that supports that you know the government was very involved in the crack academic and stuff like that. So, right. uh, especially now with you know legalizing marijuana is like becoming a pretty big topic, and they want to do it federally. I mean, Canada just did it federally, didn't they? No. As of October something something, it'll be legal. Yeah, so I feel like with you know with that being on the rise. Um, it's. Uh, I feel like they, they, maybe they're trying to do as much as they can to suppress that. Uh, that. That'd be my first thought. I'm a little, you know, pessimistic and cynical, but right. Um, that'd be my first angle there. I just think I liked uh, again being Portuguese. Go the Portugal, the Portuguese route, where they literally legalized every single drug, and crime has dropped by like eighty percent because of it. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've never been like that. Uh, for it, I do think that you know, I mean, weed's going to be legal anyway, federally, like right. fairly soon. I'd I'd say, and just like the tax money they get for it, it's like everything's about money. Don't you want more money? Like, <laughs> right? Like I know you want more money. Stop saying you don't want more money. Oh well, that's what it all comes down to. Again, the greed factor. But there's a this. Okay, you travel, correct? I assume everyone travel again. Well, actually, being scared of heights, do you fly? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I have I have little issue flying. Actually. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you know, take off and land. Like, I, I'm also one of, like I assume the entire time we're going down. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't bother me. I, I last <laughs> flew. <laughs> well, I uh, I last flew. I went to to Cancun in March. Okay, so it's been fairly um, recently. Okay. So it wasn't like a um, it wasn't too long of a flight, um, but. When we flew back, we flew into Newark in New Jersey. When we flew back into Newark, uh, when we were descending, there was so much turbulence. Oh, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this is, this is, I mean, whatever. I'm looking at the skyline. That's nice. It's, maybe that should be my answer. 
plane crash looking at the skyline flying back into New York. <laughs> it, um, it would be a great ultimate uh, last post on your behalf, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> that's like... Oh my god, this is so ridiculous. This is just something I've been caught up on for like the last week. Okay. I stumbled upon this article that uh, Mark Wahlberg said that if he he was supposed to be on one of the 9-11 planes that left Boston. Okay, right. He was supposed to be. And he was, this is like a few years ago, and he was like, yeah, like if I was on that plane, dude, guy, kid, it like wouldn't have gone like that. <laughs> of course it wouldn't. And I'm like, he, like, I think the actual quote was like, there would have been some blood in that cockpit. It's like, <laughs> wow. there was, there was, uh, regardless, but it's like, he's been an actor in all these ridiculous hero movies it gets to so them. many times that like, he thinks that's real life now. Like he just forgets that yeah. he beat a Filipino man to steal a case of beer when he was like 16. <laughs> like, come on, Mark, get, get a hold of yourself. Unless he, <laughs> he busts out his old funky and the funk and Marky Mark and the funky bunch moves and just stuns them all. And then that's when he starts kicking them and shit. <laughs> <laughs> good old marky mark well have you ever gone on the wrong flight while you were going somewhere how about that no i i haven't flown uh i haven't flown that much in in uh recent years so i've not gone on the wrong flight but i am extremely paranoid about it uh when it comes to you know if i'm taking a train that i'm not usually like accustomed to or planes i think it's just so easy to get on the wrong one see you think it's easy i think it's fucking almost literally impossible unless you're a complete moron sorry to say because there's so many checkpoints from when you get your ticket that either a you're you're again you're just an idiot and you can't know you don't know how to read the gate numbers or b who they employ are idiots and point you in the wrong direction and you just trust them regardless because hey they know what they're doing it's their job you know what i mean because again i've been flying for the longest time now i've been flying ever to europe down to the caribbean whatever I've missed flights, yes, but I've never gone on the wrong flight and gone halfway around the world somewhere just to come back again and connect, you know what I mean? You know what, it's one of those things where um, I know I'm not going to get on the wrong one, it's just like up until the point where I actually get on, Right. it's like, you know, and I, I think this definitely comes from, you know, I mean, I'm taking the train, uh, you know, every day to go and catch a spot and you know, get to a show and do whatever. Right. Um, but if I'm going somewhere that, like, I had to go to Jersey recently, and I was taking New Jersey Transit, which is something I don't often take. Right. And I had to go to a part of Jersey I don't usually travel to. Okay. And I was just like, is this the right track? Like, up until I get on it, and I, I see that it says it's going there, I'm like, like, oh, this is the wrong one, this is the wrong one. Like, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to get there in time. I think it's more of a getting, I think it's more of an end game. Like, I need to get there on time. Right. You know, to do whatever it is I'm going to do there. See, I'm sort of um, like that, too, when, when I take public transit here in Toronto. Same deal. But some some guy literally went 1,864 miles, which is 3,000 kilometers for Canadians, to the in the wrong direction, literally to the Arctic when he should have gone somewhere else. Did, did the bag get to the right place? See, that, I don't know either. <laughs> but here's the fucked up thing. This is what I really get pissed about because my regular listeners know I'm a very angry person and everything ticks me off. But, okay, celebrating this man. You should see the stewardess and the stewardesses doing selfies with this guy all in arms and like, oh, look at me. I fucked up. I'm an idiot. I went the wrong way. Ha, 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 ha. It's like, really? <laughs> like, if this was to happen, like, say, in the 80s or 70s, this guy would have fucking been penalized big time and everyone's just making it seem like oh it's like a lovely story yeah you went the wrong way ha 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 
It's like, what if he took someone else's seat? And then that other person couldn't get on or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? And these guys are just celebrating. Or how about this? And then we'll end off this and, and you can plug your shit and I'll let you go. Uh, I, uh, I usually do a story of the week, but this is sort of a story slash end of this. So a friend of mine works for an airline company, right? And she does like everything. She does the check-ins, like when you first get there with the passport and like the, the, the ticket check-in right before you go into the plane, right? So there's one incident she was telling me and my wife one day about that. She was doing the tickets and someone got on the wrong flight apparently. But here's the kicker. They went like it was a whole like home alone deal where it was a whole family of like fucking 20 people or something. So twofold. A, he got on the wrong flight. B, he went all the way to where he wasn't supposed to go because he couldn't speak a word of English. And then C, how the fuck did this guy not notice? None of his family members were on the fucking same flight as him. And guess who got in trouble? My friend, because they thought she didn't check his ticket. Meanwhile, he just snuck in onto another flight instead. See, there's ramifications. Yeah, and she up. almost lost her job and it was a big ordeal because, again, th- that's a security hazard, right? Because if mm. she's not checking, what if it was a so-called terrorist who snuck in instead of this idiot? You know what I mean? But, again, it wasn't her fault because she's not the one who checked that ticket. It was only so happened she, he was supposed to be on that flight, right? So that's pretty fucked up. If it was like the 80s, they'd have a news story. It's like, oh, this idiot, you know. But uh, now it's like everyone goes out of their way that they can't be the idiot. Like, it's just like defaulting. Like, I feel like back then you'd also have to own it and be like, oh, well, it was me, you know. Whereas now it's like you go out of your way to find somebody that you can default. You can default your blames on. And that's the thing. And everything's a feel-good story. Just like I'm sure you heard too. So like, It's happened so many times where apparently... Old Chinese women throw pennies into the engine because they think that's good luck before a flight. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. No, because there was a story where uh-huh. one one woman actually threw enough where the fucking engine caught on fire before takeoff. How did they get? How <laughs> the windows don't open? Well, it could be because, uh, like I said, I've traveled to Europe where it had some big, big, uh, big uh, airports. You, you get on like on the mat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're on the tarmac, so maybe it was one of those entrances at the back of the plane, and then she just threw it in, or who fucking knows? I don't know. But anyways, people That's are fucking just, idiots. That... So smart. So smart. Isn't it? <laughs> well, my friend, plug yourself away. The floor is all yours. Say what you want to say. What you have upcoming. Your social media, whatever. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at the Dirty Bubble Six. Um, on Instagram at Easter underscore Bunny underscore Jesus. Um, hit up Dirty Bubble Media on Twitter uh, at Dirty Bubble Media. There's no I in dirty. Um, okay. And yeah, check out some of our videos. We have some cool fan edit uh, comedy videos. Um, there's a pretty dope Game of Thrones fan trailer that we made that has. Nice. Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin 1997 as the the villain. I don't know if you're familiar with Game of Thrones, if you watch it. You know what? See, this was destined to happen because when I describe, and I believe it was this, when, when I watched the episode where the, again, I'm horrible with names, the fucking, the leader of the fucking, the cold people, whatever the fucking the guy is. The guy who fucking, yeah, the, the Night King. Yeah. <laughs> When he threw that icicle and, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. When he threw the icicle and he fucking killed the dragon, when I was explaining that to a friend of mine, I called him Iceman. So sort of similar to Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm horrible so with names. So I associate everything with something where I could remember. So I call him Iceman. <laughs> so basically in this fan trailer, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Night King. 
And uh, we we have some cool edits where like he's flying like the dragon, and right. he's actually what takes down the wall. Okay. Uh, spoilers for um, any non Game of Thrones people, or if you're not up to it. Too bad. Um, but yeah, so we have some cool stuff like that. Uh, we have the podcast Idiots Without Credibility. You can check that um, everywhere except Spotify. You know, iTunes, Stitcher, Sound. Uh, actually, not SoundCloud anymore, but uh, iTunes, Stitcher. You know, every where else google play um you can follow us on twitter at idiots without credibility and um yeah uh you know check out my website thebrianloyd.com um and if you follow me on twitter um i'll have some dates going up soon as i get back into stand-up uh i was out of new york for a little while i'm just getting back into the groove um so you can catch me like i mentioned before you can catch me at comic strip live most weeknights on the late show after 10 o'clock or uh saturdays at the early show that's kind of where my where my base is. Sounds good. Beautiful. All right. I'll let you go. I won't bore you with all my plugs at the end and everything and what's up and coming. As a wrestling fan, enjoy SummerSlam if you need to listen to this oh, on the I'll, weekend. I'll do my best. I mean, they're, they're making it hard for me to enjoy it already. But, well, uh, let's yeah. end it on some wrestling talk. I assume you're more of an NXT fan if you're a real wrestling fan, correct? Yeah. I okay. mean, I haven't been watching uh, any of the brands that much recently. I have no time for anything right um but uh oh my god when are they gonna get uh, I, I just can't get enough of champa champa is so good isn't he see my guy is kevin owens i can't get enough of him uh well you see the rumor is he's gonna cash he's gonna win the the money in the bank and cash in on uh on I roman and brock so, so hope we'll so. see what happens i so hope so we'll see exactly all right brian enjoy it take care take it easy man thanks for having me no thanks for coming aboard man take it easy so that was the ever funny Brian Lloyd. Thanks again, Brian, for coming on. Continuing on this uh, summer of comedy. Again, I'll have another guest next week that's lined up, hopefully. So, Canada, congratulations. Three, three of your beloved cities have made the list of the top 10 most livable cities in 2018. Round of applause. I'm sorry, Pedro. I know I don't do it justice, but hey. it is what it is. So let's run it down 10 to 1 because everyone knows I love me a good list, right? Number 10, most livable cities. And again, I don't know what the criteria is. I would assume they put everything, every tang, they put everything into perspective, like I guess um, quality of life, crime, accessibility, jobs. I, even people, like being nice people, whatever. I'm sure they put all that in, but whatever. Number 10, from the land down under, Adelaide. Good for you. All right, I got some Australian listeners. Great. Number nine, Europe country, Scandinavian country. Some say where even the Vikings come from, or they do come from, I don't know, whatever. Denmark, the city, Copenhagen. Copenhagen, that's, every time I hear that, I go back to Total Recall, Copenhagen, (laughs) and I mean the original, not the shitty one, number seven, actually tied, number seven, we'll go with Japan, yes, Japan actually has two on this list, as well as Australia, actually, Australia has three, so Australia's got three, Canada's got three, Japan's got two, then Europe's got two, all right, number seven, tied, in Japan, Tokyo. 
as many people know, I want to visit Tokyo. Can't wait to eventually go there one day. The only thing that's keeping me from there is the food. But then again, for a guy who doesn't like food, I shouldn't care. I should just put whatever I need in my mouth and that's it, right? That's what she said. Tied with Tokyo is the beloved city that I love to hate on. Where I was born in, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The 416647 Big Smoke, Big Dick, Big Whatever the Fuck You Want, Big Tittied City of Toronto. Tied for number seven. Honestly, I don't know how you made the top ten, but anyways, I digress. Number six, sticking with Canadian cities. We're going out west this time, Vancouver. You can see that. It's one of the nicest cities in Canada, you know. They don't have winter all year round like everyone else. Number five, going back to the land down under, Sydney, Australia. Number four, back to Canada, Calgary. Calgary, Alberta, Canada is number four. Wow, even with the winters, that can't be number, they have to put climate, because people complain in Toronto, ooh boy, Calgary, that's another ordeal over there with the winters, but okay, most livable city in Canada is Calgary, and number four in the world, number three, back to Japan, Osaka, number two, land down under again, Melbourne, if it wasn't for the flight, I'd be in Australia. And the most livable city in the world hails from Austria, Vienna. There is your top 10 most livable cities in the world. If you live in one of these cities and it's not Canadian and you want to marry me and make me a citizen, give me... No, I'm only joking. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, Toronto, I love you. It's just the people, man. The people. But I guess that's what makes the city, right? So what does that say? Anyways, again... Instead of trying to get more listeners in Toronto, I'm just pushing them all away. It is what it is. So my story of the week. Which one should I pull up for this week? I got plenty of stories. Lots of shit happened this week, but I don't want to fucking... Was it blow my load? All in one episode, so I'll save it for another episode. But let me see here. Which one's more interesting? Which one is more interesting for this week? All right, yeah, we'll go with this one. Okay, so my story of the week. chilling at home and all of a sudden I was actually home alone my wife was up sometime in the afternoon some guy comes a knocking no I hate when people come knocking on my door we're in the day and age and era of if you're coming to my house and you haven't texted me and I don't know you're coming I'm not home as far as I'm concerned but unfortunately the way my living room window is adjacent to the door everyone could see as they walked by to knock on the door so it's not like I could hide unless I had the the blinds the blinds folded the folded blinds the blinds whatever blinds closed put it that way so dude comes knocks on my door right away first thing I think it's either Jehovah's Witness because I have a lot of them in my area apparently and or a door-to-door telemarketer now yes it's not bad enough I get a phone call from the Chinese government saying that I owe them money. It's not bad enough that I get a call from the RCMP saying that I'm under arrest if I don't send them money. It's not bad enough that people in foreign languages now are calling me and leaving me messages I have no idea. Now their fuckers are going door to door. Okay. No problem. 
go open the door because you know what you never know my wife likes to ship some stuff to the house it could be a package i don't want to be that asshole that sent it away all right cool dude knocks on my door i look at i open fairly younger general maybe late 20s early 30s i would say turns to me goes excuse me sir sorry to bother you well first off that's a lie because if you were sorry you would have knocked on the fucking door to begin with so he's already off on a bad note you're lying to me already and everyone knows i hate a fucking liar i know i'm being rough but anyways you're gonna see where i'm leading to and maybe i'm wrong because recently i've been the one in the wrong that's fucking actually the one that doesn't think correctly man i can't stop burping it's all the coffee i had during the episode anyways looks at me and goes do you own the house and this is what i always get and i find that so fucking okay people are like oh hold on they don't know you and this is okay i had a day off work and this was in the middle of the afternoon i guess that does make sense i should be working okay so i'll let that one slide for this i was gonna say i got offended when he asked me if i'm the owner of the house but i'll let that one slide okay now i'm nitpicking at shit even i could admit when i'm wrong all right this is good therapy anyways he goes are you the owner of the house i can't remember what i said oh i know what i said i'm like yeah i am but i'm not looking for anything and i just lied to the guy and said i'm gonna sell my house anyways just to get him out because all these guys come around here and again it's sad to say but i live in an area where it's a bunch of old retirees living in the houses around my neighborhood it's a little cul-de-sac and i guess these people come and prey on them because every so often i see i'm sorry to say the older people getting taken advantage and they fall for these traps of people coming and fixing shit right so that's why these guys come around anyways i already know he was going to ask something that something was wrong either with my roof with my grass or with this or with that if he wants to fix it for me anyways where was i oh yeah the old people whatever so turns to me and goes boy do you have a lot of weeds in between your interlock on your driveway because i don't have full asphalt it's interlock first off i love smoking weed so what's wrong with that <laughs> again nitpicky. so this guy knocks on my door and is literally saying that my house has no curb appeal oh sorry i'm fast forwarding that's right i told him that i'm gonna sell the house sorry 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 yeah back to that see i gotta jog my memory sometimes so i go no i'm selling the house i don't need anything he's like oh sir even even better don't you want some curb appeal i noticed that you have a lot of weeds growing out of your interlock so now you're insulting me by saying that my house has no curb appeal and i won't be able to sell it okay first off first off before i get into any more first off we live in fucking goddamn toronto the real estate market is so fucking even though it's cooled down it's still so fucking hot that i seriously doubt that someone who's going to come and purchase a house is going to care if there's a couple of weeds in the interlock and plus it's not that hard just to pluck them up so back to the man he goes i could do this for you whatever i go you know what the money i would have spent on you removing because he went in full like fucking cell mode oh you know what i could pull up the interlock and then lay the whatever the the sheet that doesn't allow weeds to come up okay mind you i bought this house the way it was it wasn't me who put these interlock down and he's making assuming like i'm the idiot that doesn't know about these things available out there i know but again we're in toronto i bought this house good for a good price with the inside renovated i would rather have the inside of a house renovated 
than the fucking driveway. Who the fuck cares about the fucking driveway? Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself again, getting all angry. Calm down. <sighs> Breathing technique. So, it goes, yeah, I could pull up all the interlock and then put down the sheet, whatever. Now, right there, I'm thinking, all right, you're a fucking scam artist. You're going to pull up the interlock and put it back down. Why wouldn't you offer me? See, now you don't even know what you're doing to sell. Why don't you offer me, oh, I could pull it all up and give you new interlock instead of saying put the old right thing. Again, being a pessimistic fucking piece of shit that I am, I think right away, hey, this guy, first off, you're coming door to door, so how legit are you? And second off, I understand if you're a startup business, that's fine. But anyways, again, this is all on the contingency that this guy's trying to rip me off, which I know he was. I had the gut feeling because he was trying to take advantage because he probably was thinking that the house belonged to my grandparents or something. And then... Because then he even mentioned after, I said something about, oh, I'm going to sell, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, so it isn't yours. Excuse me? Well, I don't know what, I can't sell a house or whatever. Anyways. <laughs> so right away, I think, okay, this guy's going to pull up all this interlock, take it, never come back. And he's probably, I already know he's going to be one of those guys where you have to put some kind of down payment. And this is his fucking scam. Because like I said, middle of the afternoon. So I tell him, I'm like, no, 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 I don't need that. I'd rather spend the inside it's like, oh, but I know a lot of people and this, and they say that curb appeal is important for a house. I'm like, no, we live in Toronto, motherfucker. This house could sell if it looked like a fucking shack. It doesn't matter. Right now, it's about property and if it's renovated or not, and I have a full renovated fucking house. I would sell it no problem. Again, I don't need to, I don't, I don't even want to fucking sell. And I'm trying to convince this guy that I'm going to sell the house. Anyways, pissing me off. Kept going, kept going. Wanting to sell this fucking product to fucking whatever the shit he was putting down. And then I turn to him and I go, oh, he goes, oh, but I know a lot of people. And I go, oh, yeah, I also know a lot of people. And they say the same thing. Like some people think, here, here's a free tidbit for everyone. Some people think that painting your house before putting up for sale is a good thing. No, it's not. You know why? Because the people who move in, the first thing they do is paint it to their own fucking color. You're not going to know what the fucking color of a paint is. But you could still do renovations elsewhere. Like example, washrooms, kitchens, bedrooms, do like fucking windows, new doors. All that shit adds an extra little oomph. Not painting, not the fucking interlock driveway. I'm sorry. So I kept going and going and still pushing. He's like, oh, but this, this, and that. And I'm like, listen, okay. And then finally I had enough. And he said something like, oh, but I'm a professional and I know what I'm talking about. Again, talking down to me. Now, think about this. And now everyone's saying, that, okay, there's nothing wrong with this guy. This guy's just trying, okay. First, he was so polite. As soon as I started pushing back, that's when he started getting rude. And this is the new thing with all these telemarketers. They're all nicey nice. And then as soon as you they know they're not going to get a sale from you. It's like they become a bully for some reason. And that's the feeling I got. And that's why I thought it was a fucking scam. So I turned to him. I go, listen, buddy, if you're such a professional, look at my clock. What are you doing here at two o'clock in the afternoon, knocking door to door? Shouldn't you be on a job site somewhere working if you're that good? And second off, if you are that good, you don't need to be doing door to door fucking service. You should already have word of mouth, customers, referrals, have a website. I even asked a guy, he didn't have a card or anything. Like that's the first thing you would fucking do. Like at least other people come to my door, present me with their fucking card. I just don't want your business, but at least you're not trying to rip me off. And then as soon as I said that, didn't even say bye, looked the other way, started walking down the driveway and left. So who's the stupid motherfucker now? It's the same adage as when you're fucking giving a tip. Like, I was a waiter before, so I know. People think over-tipping is a very good thing versus under-tipping. Think about this. Okay. I, I honestly believe that they should be owed something. What 
whatever we decide is whatever. Right now, what's the norm? 15 to 20% is the norm. Okay, great. But think about it this way. As a waiter, and seeing other other waiters working with them, if someone left an overly abundant, like for example, I used to work in a coffee shop. Someone ordered a latte, two bucks. They left me a $5 tip. Do the math. That's over 200% tip, right? We call those people stupid. See, the people leaving that tip is like, oh, I'm helping that guy out. Look, he's going to think I'm a nice guy. No, right away we think you're a fucking idiot. Why are you leaving $5 on a $2 coffee? But then on the flip side, if you leave too little, what do the waiters say? He's a fucking cheapskate. But you know what? As the consumer, I would rather walk out of there with extra money in my pocket and be a cheapskate than walk out and think that, no, I would got to hit it myself. Put the money in my pocket and walk out. Fuck, I just fucked up that whole shit and I was on a good roll. Motherfucker. Anyways, you know what I mean. I'd rather walk out with money in my pocket than walk out thinking that that guy thinks that I'm an idiot. It is what it is. Anyways, thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. You could listen to me on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podbros Network, EMZT Radio every Sunday. And you could follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Finger Styles. Follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Send us an email, the podcast DAP at gmail.com. It's been a blast. Oh, special announcement. I am going to say this because now it has to happen. And if they can't come aboard, no, fuck you. I'm putting them on the fucking spot. Max and Jesse from Gato 5. We are doing a SummerSlam recap bonus episode because SummerSlam is on, if you listen to this Saturday, tonight, NXT that is, or tomorrow, or if you listen to this Sunday. Well, you know what I mean. Anyways, we're going to drop, I'm going to drop on the podcast, a bonus episode of the podcast, reviewing and talking about one of my favorite pastimes like brian wrestling see how it all ties together so now guys it's there if you don't show up people you're gonna get some emails saying that you're flakes i'm still gonna do the show regardless i'll delve into my fucking i was gonna say encyclopedia but it's not a call encyclopedia what the fuck is it my contact list that's what it is now but my rolodex yay going back to old days I'll dive into my Rolodex and pull someone out. Doesn't matter. I'll find someone. But I've chosen you guys because I like you guys and we haven't talked in a while and I want to see what you think of the state of wrestling as it is today. So watch out for that. It should drop either Wednesday or Thursday. If you listen to this after Wednesday or Thursday, go back and listen to the bonus episode in case it didn't appear on your feed, but it should because you're subscribed. And if you're not, go subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, like I said, tune in, SoundCloud. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. Appreciate all the love. Thank you again to all my American listeners. Fuck you, Canadian listeners. He's Brian. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. In case you're listening, U.S. government, I didn't mean anything I said today. Peace. Peace.